the easiest way for readers to connect with characters and feel sympathy is to make the character entertaining, sympathetic, and likable. Rhonda Abdul Fada. Hello, and welcome back to the Turnrate Podcast. This is episode 59, Likable Characters. I was reflecting on a lot of the episodes this year, and something that I always say in many of my book reviews is I liked this book because the characters were likable. And I wondered, what really did that mean, and how do you create a likable character? I think a likable character can really set apart a good book from a great book, even if you have a fast-moving plot, an effective theme, a really memorable first line, I think a likable character can make that much more of a difference to your story. So I decided to come up with a little checklist to evaluate if my characters and my works in progress are likable, and I have found five things that really define a likable character, and I want to share them with you guys on this podcast. So number one, likable characters are not self-important. They're humble. Take Nina Riva in Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think she really exemplifies this. Nina is blessed with the good looks of being Mick Riva's daughter. She is gorgeous. She's great on the surfboard. She's a model. And she has worked her way up through this life. And she has really set herself apart, made herself a good life. She has a beautiful house. Yet underneath that, she's a very simple person. She's very kind-hearted. Taylor Jenkins Reid just doesn't tell us that Nina is kind-hearted and humble. She shows us. She shows us in the way that Nina interacts with the restaurant workers at the family business, at the way she takes care of her younger brothers and sisters. Nina is a very humble character, and I think that's what makes her so likable and so relatable to many people. Contrasted with Evelyn Hugo, the protagonist of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is another really great book by Taylor Jenkins Reid. However, I think Evelyn Hugo is not nearly as likable as Nina is. And for me, I think that's kind of what sets Malibu Rising apart from The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I actually do like Malibu Rising a little bit better, and I think that's one of the reasons why. I love Evelyn Hugo. She's a really cool and admirable character. But I can't quite say that she's likable. She has big dreams. She wants to be this Hollywood starlet. And she works herself up out of poverty just like Nina. But the only difference is Evelyn knows she's beautiful and she uses that to her advantage. And she uses her sex appeal in a way that Nina doesn't. And that kind of makes her not as likable in my opinion. Another character that I think is really humble is Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games. You know, Katniss is very powerful, she's very well-liked, her whole district is rooting for her, and she quickly becomes a fan favorite in the games. However, Katniss always remains true to her purpose, which is to survive the games and go back and take care of her sister. She doesn't let all of the attention from Cinna and the people in the capital get to her. She does not let any of that stuff distract her from her purpose. She stays true to her roots and who she is. And I think that's one of the reasons why The Hunger Games is so successful is because Katniss is such a likable character. Number two, likable characters are quirky. We like quirky people in real life. When you go to a business meeting and everyone is acting all stiff and cold, myself included, because that's just what business meetings do to you, 
You're always grateful for the person that cracks a joke, that cracks a smile, that wears a funny colored shirt. You know, you like those people that know how to break the ice. They make everyone feel warm and comfortable and invited. And that's how you want people to feel about your story. Warm and comfortable and invited. So you need a quirky character to set the stage. I think Poppy in People We Meet on Vacation is a perfect example of this. As the name suggests, Poppy is light and colorful and warm, and she has this really great personality. She has this awesome sense of humor, and she tells a small story about something, and it just comes off different. It comes off more interesting, and that's because of her quirky personality. And her love interest, Alex Nilsson, is also very quirky. They're both this like awkward couple that everyone knows is in love, except for them. They don't know that they're in love with each other. And I think, again, the story is pretty simple. It's just about a girl who um, goes on all of these trips to kind of find out where she belongs and sort of discovers herself. And it's a bit of a romance read as well. So it's a fairly simple plot. But Poppy's character, her quirkiness, I think is what really sets that story apart from others. Likewise, in Jojo Moy's Me Before You, the protagonist of that story is also very quirky, which is really good because that story is about a very heavy topic and the protagonist in that story has little quirks like wearing yellow tights with stars and just like little things like that I think enhance the character and make them quirky and likable. It doesn't have to be like this huge personality trait. It could be something as simple as what the character wears that's a little bit different from the norm. Number three, likable characters are like real people. They're not all good and they're not all bad. I think that was another reason why I didn't like Daisy Jones as much as, again, Malibu Rising, because I think Taylor Jenkins Reid executes a pretty similar writing style throughout her story. But I really think the likability of the characters is what's making me rank these stories in a particular way. I did not find Daisy Jones likable at all. And I said that in my reading, in my Q1 reading recap. Daisy is very wrapped up in drugs, and she doesn't have many redeemable qualities about her. It seems like she's very self-centered, and, you know, she only wants to be this starlet, which makes her a very dynamic and polarizing character, but it does not make her likable. Great characters don't always have to be likable, but you need likable characters in every story. Likewise, Billy... The other protagonist I also thought was not likable in that story either. He did a lot of hurtful things to Camilla and his family, and it was just really hard for me to see Daisy and Billy in a redeemable light. So I think they had a little bit too much bad in them to be a likable character. Similarly, you don't want a character that's like a goody two-shoes. Nobody likes that person that shows up to work at 8 a.m. on a Monday and just brags about how much they got done over the weekend. You know, they got eight hours of sleep every night, they walked their dogs, they went to power yoga, they recycled, they painted their upstairs bathroom, and they went grocery shopping and meal prepped for the entire week. Like, ooh, like, come on. Similarly, you know, you're probably not too comfortable with the person that comes in and is like brutally honest and like super self-deprecating and is like, I didn't move all weekend. I just lounged on the couch, wore sweatpants. I ate two pints of ice cream and binged watched three seasons of Friends. You're going to be like, whoa, that's not a very good way to live your life either. Instead, we tend to find a lot of compatibility or assurance with people who are like, yeah, you know, my weekend was good. I walked the dog. I met up with some friends for a happy hour and I watched a little Netflix. 
I had this healthy balance of relaxation, socializing, and maybe doing a little exercise. I think it can be harder to think of characters in literature that are perceived as being too goody-two-shoes, but maybe one that comes to my mind is Hermione Granger in Harry Potter. You know, Hermione is seen as this brilliant person that doesn't even really have to try much, and she's just always at the top of her class, and she's somewhat of a narc. I think that makes her, like, not the most likable character in Harry Potter, which I think is fine because, you know, you have Harry and Ron and Mrs. Weasley and, you know, other people that are more likable, but I still like Hermione. I think she's a great character, but I think she could be perceived as that because she's seen as being so uber-intelligent. Darcy in Something Borrowed is another example of a character that seems to be too good and she's not likable which was done intentionally because she is the antagonist. But just as an example, you know, she's seen as being this beautiful woman that always gets her way, even though she's not very smart and she's not very prepared, but she just seems to always end up in super lucky situations. That is not likable. That's also not really realistic. Most people aren't just not that lucky. Number four, likable characters talk to you. It always feels like they are just reaching out and having a conversation with you over a glass of wine, i.e. this means that there's a strong voice throughout the story. I think John Green does a great job of this with his books. All of the stories are always really voicey, and I think in particular in Turtles All the Way Down, as a Holmes, it really feels like she's talking to you or like you're inside her head. You just feel very close to the character. Same thing with Poppy and people we meet on vacation. It just feels like you're best friends and catching up. So a way to make the character, you know, feel like they're talking to you is to write in first person, get in a really deep point of view, add some humor, and then kind of incorporate, you know, steps one through three into this. You know, the character can't be all good or all bad. There has to be some time for some reflection on life and growth from the character's mistakes. You know, the quirkiness of the character, the lens that they look through, like Poppy, and the way that she tells her stories, it's not only the way she looks, but it's also her commentary about things. And then also that they're not too self-important because nobody likes someone that's too self-important when they're talking to you. And then number five, they're not overly emotional. And you might be like, Caitlin, how could a character be overly emotional? Well, a character would just simply not be exaggerated or too dramatic. And you want a lot of your minor characters to be like this. Like I think in The Hunger Games, it's really good how Hamish and Effie Trinket, they are these exaggerated characters. They're very dramatic people and that works for them because they play this supporting role. But you don't want your Katniss, your main character, to be this like overly emotional, unstable person because that's also not likable. It's not relatable and your reader won't feel bad for the character when they're really in trouble because they already cried wolf three times. So those are five ways to create likable characters. Let me know what you thought of this episode by leaving me a comment. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We post a new episode every week. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.